0: Okay, everyone. Thank you for joining us on the special Fan Fest edition of the Boston Sports Extra podcast. And what we have here today for you is we have Anthony Cresante and we have Michael Debate joining us from PFC. Hey, everybody. How are you? Hi, everyone. How's it going? And so uh, what we're going to do is we're going to field some questions that we took from our listeners and from Twitter. And then we've got some hot button questions for you today. And then we also are going to dive into a little bit of previewing the Patriots-Texans game. And then we're going to play Projecting the inactive. So um, do you want to introduce yourself, uh, Michael?
1: Absolutely. I would love to. uh, First of all, thank you guys for having me on. Really appreciate it. Uh, My name is Michael DeBate. Uh, I am the uh, managing editor of the New England Patriots page for fullpresscoverage.com. You can find me on Twitter at at M D A B A T E F P C. Uh, you can find the uh, the work of myself and all of our great writers at FullPressCoverage.com. dot uh, com. Be sure to follow us throughout the season. If you're Patriots fans and if you're listening to this podcast, I assume most of you are. <laughs> so uh, uh, definitely uh, be sure to uh, to follow our work um, in conjunction with following the great work that you'll always find on BostonSportsExtra.com. dot com. So uh, definitely, uh, you know, happy to uh, to be here with you guys, and uh, always great to talk some Pats on a Friday night, especially when there's football on Sunday.
0: Absolutely. So what has been the most asked question for you about the New England Patriots as we get ready to go into the 2018 season?
1: Uh, probably I would say... Um what's the deal with bill and, and Tom and do they hate one another is probably the most common question that I get. And really probably the most cringe worthy question that I get. (laughs) Um, It's, I mean, naturally it's the subject that's going to get the most clicks. It's the subject that's going to get the most attention. And, you know, bottom line is, is I can't think of anything really more insignificant when it comes to the actual terms in which the Patriots do business. Um, You know, Bottom line, I think there—I I think we all can probably admit that there was some minor smoke to the fire, a, well, a little bit of fire to the uh, the smoke of um, there being some tension between Bill and Tom and and, and Robert Kraft and whatnot. I think everybody can kind of come to that conclusion that there was some tension. I think the degree to which that it happened, I think, is probably vastly overblown. I think a lot of it is trying to be kept in the public eye, and a lot of it is trying to be kept alive. Purely for the the sake of just being able to keep a story going, and you know, be able to uh, to promote it, uh, <laughs> for lack of a better term. But I would say that's probably the most cringeworthy question um, in terms of the actual Patriots business uh, that uh, that they have a uh, a question on. Really centers around the Patriots offense, and really specifically the Patriots wide receiver core. Especially over the course of the last month or so, uh, we saw the Patriots not only lose Danny Amendola, who was a beloved member of the, uh, the New England Patriots last year. Um, but we saw them bring in Jordan Matthews. We saw them bring in Kenny Britt. Uh, we saw some different names coming in, and a lot of people thinking that the wide receiver core was going to look vastly different. It does. There's no question about it. However, um, some of the names that I mentioned, such as Matthews and Britt, are no longer on the team. And a lot of people panicked. You heard the name Des Bryant thrown around. I even heard people you know, clamoring for Brandon LaFell. A lot that's gone on there, but uh, the Patriots will address that, and they have addressed it in some areas. Um, would not surprise me to see them add a name before the trade deadline. I don't necessarily know if it's going to be the big names that people are thinking, like a Des Bryan or a Golden Tate, but uh, they always have their eye on the waiver wire and always have their eye out for you know the next great talent that they can plug into their system. So. That being said, I think that's more of the business questions that I get. Uh, but really, it ultimately all comes back to Brady and Bill, and people just want to know what what's going on with that. Uh, the other question that I get is why did Bill sit Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl, and I don't think we're ever going to get an answer to that, to be honest. <laughs> Not a it.
0: straight one, anyways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we did was is we got some questions from some fans out there, and uh, from at Steve Hood Pod, he s- asked who steps up on offense with Jules out.
1: Uh, I think it really begins and ends with Chris Hogan. Uh, I think you're going to see him be a very focal part of this offense. Um, Hogan is a guy that has a real synergy with Tom Brady, um, and there is a familiarity there, and we know that Brady is very big on familiarity when it comes to his wide receiver core. I expect Hogan to be a very big part of the offense, especially for the first four games, and even beyond that, because Hogan has proven that he can get the job done in this offense. I think you're also going to see some emphasis placed on the running backs as well I expect big games out of Jeremy Hill I expect big games out of James White and Rex Burkhead, I think you're going to see that trio in the backfield really come about over the course of the first three games um, you had mentioned about prognosticating uh, possible inactives and whatnot. Um, we'll probably save a little bit of that, I don't want to steal too much thunder at this point <laughs> from it, but uh, I think you can probably count Sony. Michel among those. Uh, I don't have any inside information on that. That's just observations uh, that I've seen in practice and whatnot, and he's been limited. Uh, he's been limited all week, so I think it's going to be a very difficult task for him to step in, especially against a defense as vaunted as the uh, um, the Houston Texans. So, uh, you know, that being said, for this game, uh, you know, I think you'll definitely probably see uh, Michelle continue to, uh, to convalesce, but uh, in Julian's absence, I look for Hogan to be uh the guy that really steps it up Gronk is Gronk and he's gonna be Gronk um and you know provided he stays healthy he's the most dynamic weapon that the Patriots have on the field however um you know what's coming with with Rob Gronkowski you know that he's going to be that force and to me I think it's it's guys like Hogan that are going to step up um and uh also look for patterson i think uh, cordero patterson to be someone that the patriots look to rely on a little bit patterson's not the guy that's known for running the best routes in the world he's not known for you know always being there to make the catch or get yardage afterwards but he is a very big target to get that wow factor type catch. And I think if the Patriots need to go that route, you may see Patterson make some big plays uh, that, you know, would be not only eye pleasing to the crowd, but also uh, big yard uh, yardage eaters too. Yeah.
0: Excellent point. Uh, Hogan's actually, I, what I did was I went back and I
1: looked at as a little bit of an
0: exercise at the first four weeks of statistics from the wide receivers that we lost or the yep. pass catchers that we lost and who's still on the team. And I came up with Cooks, Lewis, and Amendola all accounted for five hundred and eighty-five yards and three TDs for those first four games. And then um, Hogan, Dorset, and Gronk, they all accounted for Hogan accounted for two hundred and fourteen and four TDs, and Gronk counted for three hundred and eighteen and two TDs yeah. last year through the first four games. So there's a there's a lot, they've already got a lot from last year to this year and that was without Julian Edelman as well. Right. So what I was looking at is I was looking at Dorset. He had four yards last year in the first four games. Yep. So for me, if there's a guy that's going to step up and be a big part of the offense for the year while Julian Edelman's out it's on the as far as the wide receiving core goes, it's gotta be Dorset because he is he's new and if they are looking to increase
1: their Passing yardage, I think that's where it's going to come for me. Right. Absolutely. And, and that's a good point about Dorset. I think that uh, a lot of people are forgetting the impact that this guy can have and the speed that he can bring. Um, a couple of times in, uh, in in training camp, you saw him really be able to blow by uh, you know defenders and show some separation and look like a, a very, very uh, potent target downfield. He developed a pretty good um, synergy with Tom Brady in the preseason as well. You saw that relationship really kind of gel a little bit. And from a a guy that most people thought was probably going to be cut loose back at the beginning of training camp. Uh, he really emerged as one of the, uh, the big factors in the wide receiver game. So, yeah, that's um, great research. And uh, um, I completely agree with that another guy to keep your eye on as well um, and he may be limited in terms of uh, injuries as well because he's been dealing with a little bit of a hammy injury but uh, uh, Jacob Hollister spent a lot of times getting reps with the first team he spent a lot of time working one on one with uh, uh, with Brady I remember during uh, one of the practices that I, uh, I covered on site at Gillette um, he stayed with Brady afterwards and they were going through drills and you could see the two of them on the field uh, really developing a, uh, a back and forth almost like a battery mate type relationship so that that could be one to keep an eye on in terms of uh, tight ends uh, with Dwayne Allen, probably going to fill more of a blocking role and, uh, you know, being more of a traditional tight end. You could see some two to, uh, two tight end sets this year between Rob Gronkowski and Jacob Hollister, assuming there's a, um, a, a level of health there, obviously, um, you know, is always a concern with, uh, with Gronk and health. I think those, Issues are a little bit less now with the conditioning regimen that, uh, you know, Gronkowski's been putting out. Um, and uh, with Hollister, if he can weather through that hamstring injury, uh, th- this could be interesting.
0: Yeah, the, big, the biggest thing I'm excited for is that he spent his offseason working with Kevin Boss on his blocking. Yeah, And we all know Kevin Boss was a very good blocking for a number of years. So I'm interested to see how that translates
1: into his playing time. No definitely uh, absolutely and I think that uh, um, that combination uh, there's going to be a lot of production out of the Pats tight end uh, um, uh, some position this year. I, I really think that they've got three very good talents and ver- three very unique talents that can complement each other well, uh, that could be an, eye, uh, um, an eye-opener an uh, eye as well as the season progresses. People are looking at the wide receiver core and not seeing that one name that puts them over the top, but there's depth on, on the wide receiving uh, chart as well. I think the Patriots' offense is going to be a little bit better than some of the prognosticators of doom have uh, have put forth. If you take a look at <laughs> some of the, uh, the season projections uh, on a national level, I, I think people was sleeping on this offense a little bit. I think they're going to be better than people think. I think so as well. Okay. I think,
2: I think the X factor in the passing game for the first four weeks is going to be James White. Brady, Brady's very comfortable with him out of the backfield, and I think they're going to utilize him a lot during these first four weeks.
1: Yeah, uh, and Anthony, I think you hit the nail right on the head as well. I think if you took a look especially if you took a look in the, uh, um, uh, I think the Carolina game, uh, you saw White really emerge as a, a pass catching back out of the backfield, almost taking that Edelman type role, uh, being the guy that he would go to when it looked like he either he was in trouble or he needed someone to get surefire yardage. Uh, there is definitely a level of comfort with White, and you could see it in training camp as well. Uh, they really did Developed a really good relationship. I think you're seeing uh, the faith that the Patriots have in White by making him a captain this year. Uh, I think it's very well deserved, and uh, I think you're going to see him uh, be a, a, a big, you know, factor this year as well. So, yeah, I, I I completely agree with that. I mean, the Texans said
2: that they're they're definitely going to cover Gronk, so I think that leaves. I think that's going to leave White open <laughs> underneath right. with you know single coverage or whatever. <laughs>
0: good plan. Yeah. <laughs> We'll see how that works out for them. (laughs) Many people have tried that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, to no avail. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And so uh, moving on to a question, we talked about it. We touched on it a little bit. We had uh, Jeff Jardine 3. He asked, who is the wide receiver that the Pats are going to sign? And everybody's heard about the Des Bryant. Everybody's heard about the – Brandon LaFell theories and everything else. Who who is the guy that you think that if they had to go out and try to get a decent name on the market,
1: who was it that intrigued you the most? I would probably say the guy that they would look at, most closely to me is not someone that they would sign off the street. It's someone that they'd have to trade for, and that would probably be Golden Tate. Um, The reason being is I think that his game fits very, very well into what Bill Belichick does. I think this is a guy that Bill He's the type of wide receiver that Bill likes. Um, You know, got uh, good size, good timing, um, and a smart football player, somebody that can learn the playbook. That's a big, big factor when it comes to being a part of this Patriots wide receiver core. A lot of talented guys have come through the turnstiles in Foxborough. Some of them have succeeded. You've seen, you know, obviously Randy Moss had, you know, tremendous success here. Um, You know, guys that have come in, like, you know, either slot receivers have, you know, a tremendous amount of success. The good ones, like a Welker and Edelman that have come in and, and be able to, uh, to do their job here. But I think Tate would probably be the guy that they'd want to target. Um, I'm not sure right now if that's something that's even still on the table. I know we heard that. I know uh, Lombardi came out with it. Usually when that stuff comes out from him, people usually think that that's, Automatically coming from the tongue of Bill Belichick, and he's using <laughs> Lombardi as his uh, as his um, his mouthpiece. Um, I haven't heard much out of Shockwaves coming from Foxborough on that. I know fans are clamoring for Des Bryant um, I I just don't see it I, I don't I think if they were going to go that route I think they would have gone that route already um, I don't think they feel like there's a desperate enough need especially with Julian Edelman coming back in four weeks um, unless you see guys out there that are just completely falling flat on their face unless Patterson mm-hmm. Dorset um, unless these two guys just do not step up and it looks like just the Chris Hogan show out there and he's doing all of the work uh, and they really have to rely heavily on, you know, Rob Gronkowski to be a pure pass catcher, uh, then you may see them, make a move and and bring somebody in uh you know definitely but i think if they can weather the storm for four games i just don't see des coming in here uh great talent but i just don't know if that's a situation that is the best fit for new england and it's the best fit for des so i'm not sure that's gonna happen that may upset some patriots fans i know i run into a lot (laughs) that really want to see that happen but uh I i just don't don't see it happening and i i think lafell signed I'm, I'm actually not sure i'm doing a little bit of research on that as we speak but i think lafell is actually off the market i think then he to go to yeah, the raiders i think yeah i think he did yeah. Yep, exactly very good yeah it looks like he's uh, he's he's in oakland so uh that ship has sailed i don't think that we're going to go that direction anyway i think it's kind of a been there done that uh with uh, uh with jojo he you know did some good things here but i think he he basically ran its course and it wasn't a situation that was going to be like a dion branch where he became available and they were going to want to bring him back in um i actually think they may stay pat for uh, uh for the next uh four games and see what they have um available i know they just signed uh, uh mccarron off of the uh, the practice squad it'll be interesting to see how he does uh he was looking impressive in training camp and then had a couple of drops in the preseason games which really dropped his stock uh it'll be interesting to see by them bringing him back up if he's able to uh, to right the ship and get back on course
0: yeah definitely uh, I I actually had another intriguing name there uh, for a trade deadline if mm-hmm. something were to happen. Uh, Rashard Matthew, Tennessee Titans. They really like Taywan Taylor, and if they are comfortable with their wide receiving core down the stretch, then or maybe even they fall out of convention, I was wondering if Rashard Matthews might be available because his contract is actually out of all of the quote unquote trade targets that everybody was throwing around um, prior to cut down day. He was actually the one that had, it seemed like the most cost effective contract
1: that's an interesting name uh and it's it's funny that's the second time i've heard that name this week uh i was actually talking to uh evan lazar from uh, um uh, clns media uh earlier that we earlier in the week and we were going back and forth a little bit and he happened to mention uh, uh richard and said that it almost felt like there was like whispers out there about him that no one could really put their finger on where they were coming from uh nobody really knew if it came from a team source but i think it might be someone on their radar that's going to be an interesting name to watch um yeah, I think they would absolutely love to, uh, to to go that route if that ever became available or became a possibility. Um, I don't know if that's going to be the case. Uh, we'll see, but uh, that could be an interesting name. And the Patriots would definitely like to get somebody out of that organization um, and be able to bring some of that knowledge back here um mm-hmm. tennessee looks to be a team this year that a lot of people are, are looking at as someone who could possibly take that next step almost like a jacksonville was last year they were almost just like a step away from really taking a step up so um yeah that's an interesting name but it's funny that you bring that up cause it's the second time i've heard it this week
0: yeah i was looking at that when uh the trade uh, when the cutdown day was happening everybody was throwing out all these names like randall cobb and uh golden tate and everything so i started checking out all their uh Contracts just to yep. see which ones would be more easily able to get under the Patriots cap space and they were all in the high sevens and low eights right for either year or two and then you look at Rashad Matthews I believe he was under five for two more years. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a, I was sitting there,
1: I looked at it a little bit more,
0: and I was just like, that, that is something that I'm going to keep in my back pocket.
1: That is, that's actually really, really good. That was a smart move. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the guy that, uh, to, uh, to speak to, uh, on that is, uh, from uh, the Boston Sports Journal, uh, my friend Miguel Berzin, uh, who's, the guru when it comes to the cap. I mean, he is, he is as yeah. right on the money as it gets when it comes to stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, that definitely could be, that, that could, yeah, that, that could be an interesting question to put to, uh, to Miguel and he's an awesome guy. He'll, uh, he'll, yeah. he'll, he'll bend over backwards to help you. So, um,
0: definitely yeah, good stuff. Yeah. And then, uh, they did bring in uh, Kendall, right. As, yep. uh, they brought him in for a workout mm-hmm. and then, so you got him. And then, um, for me, I looked at the rest of the free agency list. It's pretty bare yeah. I, I I think the only other name that might possibly have intrigued me was
1: Dontrell Enman. Yeah. yeah and i I, yeah and i think that's i I think the i think the ship has sailed on that one as well (laughs) so yeah i i think there's yeah there's just there's not a lot out there i think if they're gonna look to bring somebody in it would be via trade um there were rumblings going around very shortly after cut down day like right around labor day right around monday uh that uh something might be on the horizon Uh, i haven't heard much over the last couple of days i don't know if that's simply because they just gave up on it and said, you know what, we've got a game to play and we'll revisit that right after, or it just meant that everything cooled off and they're going to just see what they have. Uh, The Patriots always like to promote from within, so I think if they see this week uh, that they can weather the storm, then I think you're going to see a lot of that chatter calm down.
0: Definitely, definitely. Okay, and then uh, I guess moving on to one of the hot-button issues is everyone's getting excited about the defense. Is this defense, like, Brian Flores really started intriguing people in the first couple of games by what it looked like he was using more pressure packages. And then in the third game, it kind of tapered off a little bit on that. Um, Do you think that we're actually going to see the pass rush that we weren't seeing last year? Or do you think it's going to be more of the
1: bend-don't-break philosophy? um I do think we're going to see much more of a pass rush than we've seen in years past uh, with this team. I think the way it's constituted and the additions of guys like Adrian Claiborne and returning health of Derek Rivers, I think, is going to be a big factor in that. I think also uh, Dietrich Wise Jr. is going to have another year under his belt. He's going to be a little bit uh, more uh, seasoned and a bit better equipped to be able to handle pass rush. Um, Even a guy like Adam Butler, who, you know, last year looked, uh, you know, to be someone that could contribute on that, I think you're going to see him come back this year and be someone that can do that. Um, you know, also in the linebacking core, you've got guys like Juwan Bentley who really emerged during uh, training camp to uh, be a very Very prominent force in that defense. Dante Hightower, obviously coming back, is huge. So I do think you're going to see much more of a uh, of a pass rush this year. That being said, the Patriots' defensive philosophy—it's been the cornerstone, really, since Bill Belichick got here—is "Ben, don't break." (laughs) You know, I mean, a lot of people have. I mean, they've used it more in in some years than in others. Uh, They've had years where their defense has been dominant, and they've been able to really shut teams down and rely on a strong defense in order to uh, to win games. Games and even win championships. I think you're going to see more of Ben Don't Break than people want to see. I think they expected that it was just going to be complete pass rush when they heard that Brian Flores was going to be taking over uh, the defense, as opposed to Matt Patricia, who was a little bit more conservative and really a little bit more cerebral in his approach. Uh, you even heard a lot of uh, you know players uh, say this week that, uh, um, you know, the defense is a little easier uh, this time around. So, yeah, I think that uh, they're going to I think they're going to look to rush more often. Um, This is a good test right off the bat. You know, the Patriots have not um, handled mobile quarterbacks with the greatest of ease. And uh, Deshaun Watson definitely has the capability of rattling off a run. He's got an arm as well. Um, you know, you saw in the Super Bowl that the Patriots really struggled to pressure Nick Foles. (laughs) And, you know, the, Deshaun Watson is is a lot more mobile so it's going to be interesting to see how they approach this game I think that's going to tell you a lot about how the Patriots are going to approach this year Uh, but look for a much more active uh, pass rush than you've seen maybe in the last couple of years. Uh, They know that in order to be able to succeed at this level now, they're going to have to get after the quarterback a lot more than they did Uh, To me, that was one of the big reasons why they struggled and really didn't come away with a win in the Super Bowl Um, I know a lot of people like to point at the obvious mistakes, and there were a lot of them, but um, I think that was really the underlying cause is they just could not pressure the quarterback when they needed to, um, and I think if that had changed, then it could have been a different outcome in Minnesota last year.
0: Yeah, definitely, and um, I, I even went back and looked at the sacks. They were actually tied for seventh last year with 42 sacks, and I know yeah. it's just sacks, but it, it's still it's not as bad as what people are trying to portray them at. It just failed them at the worst game that it could have. Right. And then uh, – Let, uh, Let me jump in real
2: quick. On, uh, I think what you're going to see differently on the on the, uh, on the the defense with the pass rushers and everything is that uh, bringing in that martial arts coach, if you really paid attention to the defense in and the, and the preseason, and I know that we're just talking preseason, these guys are getting off the ball much better, a lot quicker, and as far as, like, the defensive end goes, they're not running past the ball. They're actually getting, getting pressure and getting around the corner uh, quicker and within, strike, within striking distance of the quarterback without going five yards past him and then having to come back. If, if you really paid attention through the preseason, that's, that's been the biggest change.
1: Absolutely, uh, Anthony. I think you hit the nail right on the head. And actually, that's one of the keys to—that's uh, one of my keys to the game this week—is uh, uh, the pass rush that they look to uh, put any type of pressure on Deshaun Watson. Is the controlled pass rush, like you just said, not running past the ball. You don't want to rush past the quarterback in that. You want to have them, you know, be able to either open a lane, either run, throw, or throw on the run, or even escape if necessary. But if you don't rush past. That gives you the option. It keeps the play in front of you, and I think that's exactly what um, really bringing a martial arts coach. It's it's funny that you uh, uh, that you mentioned that because that was something I was thinking of earlier on in the week. It really it allows them to keep everything in front of them and keep focused. And yeah, that that I think is going to be a, a big uh, improvement this year when it comes to the Patriots' uh, defense.
0: Excellent, excellent. And then uh, what do you say we move on to uh, the Texans preview?
1: Sounds like a plan to
0: me. (laughs) All right. So I guess basically the two main things are going to be, what do we want to see out of the Patriots when the Texans have the ball and then when the Patriots have the ball? So we'll start with when the Texans have the ball.
1: Well, obviously, when the Texans have the ball, and I kind of just touched upon that uh, um, a little bit, what they want to do is they have to have good execution in containing Deshaun Watson. Um, Last year, Watson's rookie season, uh, the quarterback, he completed 22 of 33 passes for 301 yards with two touchdowns and two interceptions versus the Pats. He also ran for 41 yards on eight carries. You know, they don't look like, you know, absolutely staggering numbers, but that was almost enough to beat the Patriots. Uh, if you didn't have that last-second touchdown by Brandon Cooks, then the Texans were very, very close to, uh, to being able to, uh, to win that game. I think the most important task for the Patriots, front seven this week, considering how much they struggle to hone that firm edge at the point of attack last year, both in the run game and with the pass rush, I think the onus is going to be on them to make sure Deshaun Watson stays uncomfortable and stuck and and really kind of make him stick in the pocket and make it close in on him. Uh, I think that's going to be the biggest challenge for them. If they can do that and they can keep him off of his game, then I think the Patriots have a very good shot at winning the, uh, the game. But to me, it begins and ends with controlling Deshaun Watson and being able to keep him uncomfortable so that way they can really set their defense and set the tone uh, and really make their defense come alive and really be uh, the, the deciding factor when they don't have the ball. Yeah, and I, I would
0: have thought that uh, the biggest problem I thought was that they only had DeAndre Hopkins last year. If they would have had Will Fuller active for that game, I think those numbers would have been much higher. Yeah, I agree. And then, uh, yeah. And then, so we, you've probably been hearing a lot of, a lot of people have been throwing around terms like mush rush versus spies versus zone coverage. What do you think would be the most effective combination of
1: those and the personnel to pull that off for us? Uh, good question. Very, very good question. Um, in terms of being able to, uh, uh, to do that, I'm looking for... I'm looking for big games out of two main guys this uh, this week coming out. I think Adrian Claiborne really is due for a big game. And I think that by him coming on board uh, with this team, you've heard a lot of the veterans that uh, were on the team last year, guys like Dietrich Wise and um, guys like Trey Flowers, who have been saying that, uh, you know, the addition of Claiborne has really, really helped them to be able to uh, to, to get to, to that level. Um, I like what, he brings to the table i also like what wise brings to the table i think you're going to see a good game out of him as well i think you've seen a lot of growth in dietrich um i followed him very closely since his days at uh at arkansas and i was really excited when the patriots drafted him i thought maybe they had found one of the steals of the uh the 2017 draft and it's looking like he could be that type of a player this year so when it comes to uh, uh to the you know the that type of a uh, of a front, I, I like those two guys in terms of being able to have uh, uh, big games um, with the secondary and with you know getting to uh, you know protect the uh, the football from that end. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if Gilmore and Rowe are going to be that one two combination that they need. Um, I believe they can do it uh, Rowe has looked actually pretty good this uh this preseason and he's looked halfway uh, uh halfway decent in the preseason games as well uh, really emerged as someone that they felt they could be comfortable with um, again it's it's going to be determined uh there Gilmore's look great at times then there have been times where it looks like he could get beat easily so it's going to be a big test for them uh, coming up against uh, the um, uh, the the offense of the Uh, The Houston Texans. But, you know, I'm looking for uh, I'm looking for big games out of those guys.
0: Yeah, I'm interested in the secondary, see how they play as a unit, because they haven't been playing together so much. They've been uh, rotating guys in and out, trying to determine who was actually going to make the team that they haven't really been playing too much as a starting unit. So it'll be interesting to see how they gel and how quickly they do
1: it, because they're up with a tough test this week. Absolutely, and they've got a lot of young guys in that secondary as well. I think J.C. Jackson had a really good uh, training camp and a really good uh, uh, preseason, however – you have to remember that this guy is a rookie. And, you know, coming on board, it's going to be a tough task to see once the actual games start how these guys are going to be able to fit in. Uh, I know you just saw that uh, um, Dawson's going to be uh, on IR. He's got the designation to return, possibly, and I think that's exactly what the Patriots are hoping for. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, what the secondary, uh, um, you know, can do. There's a lot of young talent there and a lot of potential a lot of potential is a better way to put it uh, yeah. in the secondary, but uh, they're going to need to to step up their game. There's no question about it.
0: Definitely, I think
1: that's the one.
2: I think that's the one position out of the entire team that I personally have, uh, you know, worried about
1: just with the with the young core. Yeah, I, I can definitely understand that. And I, I think a lot of people, uh, I'm one of them, uh, share <clears throat> curiosity on that as well. Like I said, I think there's a lot of young potential talent there, but it's going to be interesting to see how that young talent's going to be able to put it all together in game situations. Because we've seen it in the past. We've seen uh, Patriots secondaries that have looked pretty good on paper and even looked pretty good in preseason. And, you know, maybe once they get to that that big level, it's a little bit difficult to discern how they're going to be able to do it. So let's hope, let's hope for the best and see what uh, what they're able to uh, to come away with. But uh, yeah, I think there's, there's a concern there. A lot of people uh, may be overlooking it, but I think it's a very valid concern and I don't blame you for feeling that way.
0: Okay, then. And now moving on to when the Patriots have the ball. My big thing is I want, them to stop that pass rush that is going to be an incredible pass rush dealing with watt merciless and clowny and the offensive line is looked okay at times and they haven't looked very good at times as well so i think that's going to be one of the biggest keys obviously in the game is to get them to stop those three main pass rushes that they have
1: yeah Absolutely. And, you know, people forget about the Texans last year. They had the fifth best rushing defense in the league. So, you know, they, they can, they can stuff the run as well. Uh, that That's a very, very multi-talented uh, defense. One of the best in the league. I think to uh, get back to what uh, uh, Anthony had said in terms of James White being the X factor um, in the offense for the first four games, I think James White is going to be really somebody to keep an eye on uh, when it comes to uh, this Sunday's game. I think, uh, uh James White is going to have a much bigger game than Hill probably will, simply because they're going to be looking to attack, like you said, they're going to be looking to attack the pass rush, get the ball out of Brady's hands very quickly, um, be able to get maybe short yardage gains initially, kind of get that defense maybe a little bit off its feet, maybe catch them a little bit off guard, keep them in motion, don't let them set and get after the quarterback and find a rhythm. If they do that, the Texans are going to be able to really put some pressure on Tom Brady. And if that happens, then the Texans are really in the driver's seat of being able to make this a game and maybe even come out of Foxborough with a win. It's definitely possible. They have the personnel and the talent to do it. There's no question about it. However, if the Patriots are able to get guys like James White and even Rex Burkett um, involved, I think you're going to see that pass rush maybe get put on its heels a little bit and maybe take some of the the uh the sting out of that rushing defense um that was really a, a very big factor last year as well so to me if when the patriots have the ball uh look for tom brady to spread the uh, the offense but look for him to be looking for james white maybe a little bit more than anybody else that he's looking at this weekend
0: so
1: mcdaniel's getting some screen passes going huh yeah it's funny I think uh, um, I, I forgot who uh, uh, who it was um, I uh, saw on uh, Twitter earlier and I didn't get a chance to uh, uh, to really review some of the columns that were out today but uh, somebody wrote about how um, uh, Josh McDaniels was really the reason uh, or uh, the, it was gonna be one of the big reasons why uh, the Patriots were, uh, were could be successful uh, this weekend and one of the big reasons why they were so glad that he came back is for a game exclusive Exclusively like this, starting off against such a great defense like the Houston Texans, um, being able to get those screen passes and maybe, you know, get a little bit of aggressive and a little, a uh, little quote unquote cute with the play calling, if you want, um, he uh, he has the ability to pull that off. Let's uh, let's see what kind of kind of tricks he can pull out of the old bag this week.
0: Definitely, definitely. And uh, so, as far as uh, rushing the ball, do you see anything that they? Can do or won't or would like to do because they were running great on the left side of the line with uh, Trent Brown and uh, Joe Tooney.
1: Um, do you see that continuing? I think so. I think they could. Um, I think if the, you're going to see that type of rush, I think you might see Jeremy Hill get some carries this week. Um, he's definitely going to be the, uh, emerge as the big back, uh, this year. And, uh, he's looked pretty good in preseason. Uh, Hills really emerged from that pack, um, with, you know, obviously you no know, Gillisey, uh, now, uh, him being in, uh, in New Orleans, that role is exclusively falls on him. And, um, I think it will be something that you'll see. If they're going to look for a ground attack and a pure ground attack, I think you'll see Hill uh, take the uh, the lion's share of those carries. But you could see Burkhead get some carries in, in that situation as well. Um, but if they do decide to uh, to rush from that side, and especially with you know somebody the size of Trent Brown being able to maybe push some of those guys around, that will open up some holes for Hill. Then uh, So now... If that, do you have
0: any more comments left on the offense side?
1: No, I mean really, I think that's uh, that's pretty much it. I think you will see uh, Brady look to get Hogan, get Gronkowski involved early. Um, you know, try to get some of his good old reliables um, and really look to them uh, as being able to set the tone. I'm going to be interested to see if he tries to target and get like a telegraph type thing going with either Dorsett or with Patterson. Uh, that could be telltale in terms of being able to see how he's going to run his offense for the first four weeks because you know once julian comes back uh that's going to be his go-to guy and rightfully so i mean they've got a, a tremendous chemistry and even with julian missing the entire season last year and the first four games of this year you know that battery mate is going to be right there for him uh whenever he needs it um but uh i i I really don't look for a lot of out of the ordinary with Tom. I think what you see with Brady is what you're going to get. And uh, I I expect him to have a a good game as, as always It's just going to be whether or not he's able to get the time in the pocket he needs to do his job. For lack of a better term, but sorry about the pun, but (laughs) that's really kind of what he needs to do. If he's able to get the time, then he'll uh, he'll be able to uh, uh, to play his game. At that point, then it's going to be whether or not uh, the Patriots defense can control Watson. (laughs)
0: Definitely. All right, now I want to I want to give some special team love. So, (laughs) what is it that you want to see on special teams? I'm interested in seeing the. The new rules changed. They went out and they got Corderell Patterson. They wanted him. They wanted him for a number of years since uh, the draft. And I'm interested to see in the rule change if we see them do anything more than take a knee in the end zone. Because it looks to me like they're going to try to exploit that rule change and try
1: to get some yardage out of there and make some big returns
0: with Corderell Patterson.
1: Yeah, and I think that's exactly what you're going (laughs) to see. I think one of the big reasons why you didn't see that so much in the preseason is I don't think Bill wanted to tip his cap too much. I don't think he wanted to overplay his hand and let people see exactly what that was going to be, but you're absolutely right. They targeted him for a reason. They wanted him for a reason, and he's got an explosiveness back there that Patriots fans haven't seen yet Uh, when they start to see that they're really going to see the value in this guy Um, very shortly after uh, the Patriots uh, acquired Patterson uh, one of our uh, uh, managing editors the managing editor of the Raiders page uh, a gentleman by the name of Terry Biggs is a good friend of mine um, texted me right away and he said you guys just got to steal and I kind of raised my eyebrow a little bit I was like okay I I like the player I can see you know the potential but I don't know if I would consider this really a steal. And then he kind of really went into the background of his type of a game, how he's going to fit in with the Patriots and what they want to do and how Oakland just seemingly had no idea how to use this guy. Once I really did some research and I looked into it, um, he's got a lot of explosiveness and is going to be a very big special teams contributor, uh, in the return game. Uh, and he also has the ability to block, uh, believe it or not, go back and take a look at some of the, uh, uh, the things that he did in Oakland, um, and uh, you'll see that uh, he's got he's got the ability to really uh, uh, be a disruptor on the uh, um, on special teams, even without the ball. So it, it's going to be interesting to see what he's able to do. Um, I don't think you'll see him in too many situations that could get him injured. Uh, but Bill likes to use guys on, on special teams. He's not shy about doing that. If he feels that a guy can really contribute um, and contribute in a big way, then he's going to use you no matter how he sees fit.
0: Yeah, definitely. And when uh, when we got him, I instantly thought of uh, his career taking a uh, Ted Ginn Jr. arc where uh, Ted Ginn Jr. Got, was highly touted, stumbled a little bit, kept his special teams ability, was able to get his, his roster spots because of that. And now he's starting to roll into being a contributor on offense. Not a right. huge one, but he gets about maybe five targets a game and he tends to turn a couple of them into big plays. And I'm like, if we can get that out of Patterson plus the kickoff return ability, I would absolutely love that. Agreed. Okay. And then what do you see going on with the uh, punt return this game? It's a huge question mark for me. I don't even have any notes because
1: I couldn't figure anything out, especially when they called up uh, Riley McCarron. Yeah, I I completely. I'm yeah, I'm I'm at a loss as well. And uh, really, I think everybody around a lot of people that's been a very big uh, um, you know question mark. And you know, uh, bill was asked the question today in uh, in his press conference, and we basically got the answer that we expect, which is basically we're going to do what's best for the football team. We've got a lot of options we're considering, and that's exactly what we'll do. So it looks like that's going to be our answer right up until the uh, right up until game time. Uh, look for some things to start leaking out. You know, tomorrow, obviously, in terms of uh, of the punt return game, but yeah, I'm I'm playing the waiting game, just like everybody else is, uh, to see what uh, what they're able to do, um, and how they're able to do it. So, um, you know, I I know they'll have they'll have something you know in mind, but uh, you know, keep in mind, there's no Cyrus Jones here anymore. Julian Edelman is, <laughs> is out for the first four weeks, so you know, I mean, guys that have done that in the past, uh, you know, going back and returning punts. Uh, it'll, uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what they come up with.
2: I was I was just getting ready to say about Cyrus Jones, at least he was catching the ball this year. They could at least kept them around for that, you know?
1: Yeah. I, you know, there was always, I, it just seemed like everybody that, you know, I spoke to, uh, that was either on the Patriots beat or, um, you know, people that, uh, that knew the guy I had a chance to sit in on one of his interviews one time and he was just really, um, just very gracious uh, and very humble uh, and, and something that I don't think a lot of people got to see. I was pulling for Cyrus. You know, I know a lot of Patriots fans. He was really a pariah when it comes to, uh, you know, people saying, Oh, you know, he, he blew this. And yeah, I mean, there were definitely a lot of, uh, a lot of ups and downs, but I think he was kind of coming into his own a little bit last year and really caught a tough break with the injury. I don't think he really did enough this year to be able to, to, warrant a, uh, a a roster lock on the team however you made a good point he was catching the ball this year and he was at least being able to show that he could be productive in that so you know everything happens for a reason i'm sure but uh, it uh that's that would have been probably your thought process when it came to returning punts obviously that's not the case anymore so we'll see we'll see what happens i guess just like everybody else we'll find out on sunday
0: yeah, I think it came down to a numbers game with that being yeah. on the bottom of the roster, uh, the depth chart for uh, cornerbacks, and I think they might have been trying to see if they could sneak him through instead of J.C. Jackson because there was no way J.C. Jackson was making it through oh, to yeah. the, uh, the, pup, the, to the practice squad. So, oh yeah, no question
1: about it. Uh, Jackson had a tremendous preseason, and uh, he would have been he would have been picked up uh, immediately.
0: Mm-hmm. And then uh, let, let let's give one let's give a funny question for the Patriots fan. All right, here we go. Is Bill O'Brien on the hot seat this season and how (laughs) hot could it be with a bad loss in new England again?
1: (laughs) You know, I mean, I, I don't believe so. I I don't think, I don't think he's done enough to be considered on the hot seat. Now, is he going to catch a little bit of flack if he comes up here and gets it handed to him in new England? Yeah, definitely. But I mean, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of talent on that team. Uh, I think that he was decimated with injury last year. Uh, let's let's face it. I mean, Whitney Merciless, J.J. Watt, Deshaun Watson, all of those guys were gone for the season um, by the time that he was even able to really put anything together. So the, the Texans really never got a chance to bring it all together. I think at the end of the year, if this team does not really play to... Their potential, and by potential I mean either at least a playoff spot, at least a wild card spot, if not a division title, uh, then you may start to hear some rumblings and people saying, "Well, maybe this guy is not as strong or as good as we think he is." But if they get a a um, a, um, if they get a a playoff run out of this campaign, uh, then I think his. I think his uh, um, his his job is safe. I I don't think his job is going to be determined by what happens here on uh, (laughs) uh, on Sunday. I think it's just going to be you know maybe a little bit of extra chatter um, by some of the talking heads on on uh, Monday morning. But uh, yeah, I I don't think his job is going to be in jeopardy if he comes up here and loses the game on Sunday.
0: Gotcha. All right, now so that I think that just about wraps up everything that we've got except for a guess, the inactives. So we got six guys that can be involved with the inactives game. Who are your six guys that you have? Oh, putting me right on the spot. <laughs> oh, but you want uh, me to go first? I can go first. I actually have the names in front of me.
1: <laughs> oh, no, that's okay. No, 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 no. That's okay. No, Well, uh, no. oh, go ahead. I, I, I'm, I'm definitely uh, curious. I think probably we both have at least one in common, I would think. So. Oh, I think we probably got about
0: four in common. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, then we've got Chad Henson, yep, the wide receiver. We've I got Brian, well. yeah, Brian Schwenke, the offensive center. Then I've got Keon Crosson, Keonta Davis, and then I think I'm going to go with Sony Michelle. Yeah, and then I'm I'm wavering on this last one. I'm going to go with Nick Grisby instead of Jacob Hollister. I'm hoping that Hollister is going to be healthy enough to go, but I think it'll end up being Nicholas Grigsby. I think they're going to need that extra tight end
1: we actually have the almost the exact same list the only exception is Hollister I do have Hollister as a, um, as, in, as inactive. a yeah, yeah as an inactive and I have Grigsby being in this game uh, yeah. from what I'm hearing from what I heard out of uh, um, out of practice this week um, Grigsby looks to be making some progress now that doesn't always mean anything you hear that a lot from uh, from Foxborough and then all of a sudden they end up on the inactive on Sunday uh, hmm. but he looks like he's been progressing well toward being able to be in this game I think Hollister's hamstring right now. I think they want to be very careful. I don't think they want to burn this kid out um, when it comes to being able to use him down the line. I think if Gronkowski and Allen are enough with this um, with this attack, simply because I think they want to utilize the backs a little bit more than maybe a two tight end set against this uh, uh, this this Texans defense. I think that's why I have Hollister on the uh, um, on the uh, the inactives list, but I, I. I share your hope. I would love to see him be able to start and play. I think that he can actually, I think this is a good defensive matchup for him and the type of game that he plays. So he could really make some noise and be maybe kind of an under the radar type um, player at the end of the game where you say, wow, where did he come from? (laughs) Um, I think he has that ability. A lot of it's going to determine as to how healthy he is. And I think ultimately, I think they hold him back this week, but I really hope he gets a shot and It's definitely not impossible. There's no indication that he's definitely going to be out uh, there's no no official word uh, on anybody really yet that uh, that it looks like I think uh, they're all um, going to be out but the rest were in complete uh, agreement with, uh, with uh, Crosson and Davis um, you know I've got uh, them uh, um, as well so and Michelle I think definitely I think you saw the handwriting on the wall all week long um, mm-hmm. he's been very limited in practice I, I don't think they rush him back um, this week especially when you have three backs that are going to be capable of uh, doing some damage against this Texans defense,
0: definitely. Okay, then. I think that's just about it. Is there anything else anybody else wants to touch on before we sign off?
2: No, I think we pretty much covered it all.
0: Um, <clears throat> you know, it's just—it's definitely
2: going to be an interesting week. Um, obviously, with the open week, hopefully, you know, we play a much better game than what we saw last night. Uh, as far as a you know opening night game for the NFL this season, so um, you yeah, know let's just uh, go out there, have a good game, and hopefully we keep uh, the injur- injuries limited.
1: Yeah, that's a big key. You know, just keep everybody healthy. Uh, hopefully that uh, you know they're able to uh, to show what they can do, and we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, this is going to be a good test right off the bat. They get a they get an immediate test with a team that uh, is. Um, really a preseason darling when it comes to people, you know, either predicting their success. Um, You saw Tommy Curran today predict that these guys are going to be in the Super Bowl, (laughs) meaning the Houston Texans. So, you know, it's, this is going to be, is going to be an interesting uh, uh, game for them. But uh, most important thing for Patriots fans to remember is that this is one game. uh, We saw the Patriots go in last year and really struggle in the opening game against the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh they ended up in the Super Bowl, even though it albeit in a losing effort, they still got there. And uh, you know, the season is sixteen games and uh anything and everything can happen in the NFL. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Sounds good.
2: All right. Well, uh, I, I personally want to, you know, thank you, Michael, for coming on. We definitely like to have you in the future, um, you know, throughout the season or whatever. And, uh, you know, thank you for, you know, giving us an hour of your time and, uh, you know, talking some Patriots football with us.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Anthony, Andy, it was a really – it was a pleasure. Uh, I really love what I see from, uh, uh, from Boston Sports Extra. Uh, I really – I like the focus on – boston and i really think the focus on the fan uh, to me is something that uh, you guys should be proud of Uh, do uh, excellent work not only with the patriots but across the board with boston sports Um, so uh, keep up the great work and uh, i'd be honored to come on anytime you guys want to have me on so uh, always uh, you know my my phone's always open if you guys uh, if uh, you guys want to have me on give me a call let me know thank you
0: yeah thanks it was great talking to you
1: oh likewise guys
2: All right. Well, with that being said, um, uh, for everybody out there, you know, we appreciate you guys, uh, downloading and listening to our podcast. Uh, you can catch them. You can catch our podcast pretty much, you know, on every, uh, every Avenue out there to whatever you want to get your podcast from iTunes, Stitcher, uh, wherever you get it from, it's out there. Um, uh, as far as you know, definitely check out the website www.bostonsportsextra.com. Uh, you know, give our, you know, check out all of our writers' articles and, uh, you know, give them feedback and let them know what you think. And we, you know, we definitely appreciate it. Until our next podcast, we'll talk to you soon. Go Patriots.